1: What is up chat? What is up Matt? We are here for 2 to Tango number two, a show so nice they let us do it twice. How are, how are we i only get to do that once you only get to do that once so. how we doing
0: scoob we're here for the second episode of two two tango welcome
1: we got mystic matt here in the house i like the hat you get, you only get this hat when you make such a, a stellar prediction
0: i know right this is my raiden hat i only break it out when uh mystic matt comes out and you know over the weekend that ufc london i did uh I did predict that armbar by uh uh what's her name?
1: Uh, Stoliarenko, <laughs> Julia Stoliarenko.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, and that, that was that was that was disappointing, man. I was hoping that Molly McCann was gonna come out and at least you know give up a a little bit better of a fight than that. But hey, you know, she she's got her holes in the, in the jujitsu, and uh, you know she's got to really you know uh, get to get to the gym, work on that jujitsu. Or her opponents are just going to keep coming at her, trying to take her down and submit her.
1: Yeah, and she really, she kind of put herself into that situation, you know? Like, the desk is like, oh, armbar, armbar. She's going to want to do this. She does the exact opposite. The desk is like, oh, no. Like, (laughs) it's not good when the desk sees it coming before the fighter does.
0: I know. that It it was rough. Because Molly, the meatball Molly, she's fun to watch. She seems like a really cool girl. Um, and she's got some amazing knockouts in the UFC, and she brings it, but in the UFC, you know, at the highest level, you have to be a complete fighter, and if you're not a complete fighter, you'll get exposed, which she got exposed.
1: Yeah, and yeah, Berner makes a good uh, point in the chat right after she says she's dropping down to straw weight, so maybe that gives her a little bit of a, a benefit, dropping down a weight class, but like you said, you still have to be a well-rounded fighter, especially if you're going up against the smaller girls. They're fa- they'll be faster, most likely.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good call for her. You know, going down a weight class, she'll have a, a new, you know, a new life in a new weight class. And uh, you know, hopefully she'll hopefully she'll do great there. Yeah,
1: I, I would imagine she probably has more power, you know, going down the weight class. She'll be she'll be the the larger opponent for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, we just got into that. So Mystic Matt is out. The hat is out now. So he only makes an appearance
1: for that one fight.
0: <laughs> only I, I only put the hat on when I earn it.
1: That's right. That's right. She so asked me wow. how I'm doing. Well, I'm doing good. I'm doing mm-hmm. great. I've been doing a a lot of research this week. I watched uh just I, I watched everyone fight Eddie Alvarez. Everyone in the UFC. I watched everyone who's ever fought Eddie Alvarez because they've all they're all on this card. So I am yeah. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shocked Eddie's not in the UFC still.
0: I know, right? The Underground King, Eddie Alvarez is a legend. And uh, you know, wasn't he he was fighting for Bare Knuckle a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, he just fought Chad Mendez, I think, in the Bare Knuckle. Uh, I'm not sure if he won or not. I'm not sure how that went, but I I know it was an awesome fight.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's good to see at least you know, he's still getting paid. He's still fighting. He's still training. And it seems like uh, the bare knuckle is hopefully taking care of him.
1: Yeah, a lot of those guys are doing bare knuckle. Like MVP just did it. I know Mike Perry's like the king of bare knuckle now, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Would hey, you ever knuckle-
1: do a bare knuckle fight? <laughs>
0: Dude, I, I've thought about that many times. And uh, I've broken my this right hand, this F bomb. I've broken this hand uh three times for sure probably four and uh so i i don't know i think i have too much power for my own bones so i think i think i would just go in there and break my hands and then i'd be like now what
1: <laughs> like, yeah yeah no it, 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 that definitely would be a detriment having too much power i feel like yeah. bare knuckles about the the accuracy more than the actual power oh eddie yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. chad is saying eddie won. so good for eddie good for eddie
0: yeah. And I always tell Ray, I always tell Longo, I'm like, listen, Ray, when I'm uh, when I'm like 40 years old and I want you to and I want to come out of retirement and I'm begging you to to train me for my bare knuckle uh, out of retirement fight. Don't do it. Tell me. Remind me of this conversation and don't let me fight bare knuckle out of retirement. So Ray knows Ray that. So it, when I'm 40 years old and I'm like, I got I got
1: one more fight left in me. Bare knuckle, here I come. He's not going to train me. <laughs> be, you'll be showing up without a corner. They'll be like, normally Matt rolls with Longo, Lama May. They wouldn't even talk to him for this one. He's alone. Yeah, man. Ugh. But man. yeah, so going back, I mean, we, we got to start. We got another call out. Your name was mentioned again. It was mentioned by the Frenchman this time. Uh, fr- I think it's a Fresh Ziam. Might yes. be that.
0: Barassian, the Frenchman.
1: And, uh, I mean,
0: honestly, you got to finish somebody in the UFC before you could say my name. You know, he I watched that fight. It was a very high-level kickboxing fight. It was two kickboxers who went in there and, you know, tried to wrestle each other, and they didn't have much wrestling, but it was a technical kickboxing fight. He got the edge, but come on man you can't you can't be you got to finish somebody in the UFC before you say my name before you offer yourself as tribute to the Frivola to the steamroller Frivola you got to finish someone so you know this ain't Hunger Games this isn't Hunger Games in in Paris you can't be uh, saying my name until you finish somebody KO somebody and really get me excited you know it's like the the fights that I want now are the fights that really excite me. You know, I I get a little a little tingle in my nutsack, and that when I get that little tingle, I I see somebody finishing someone, somebody knocking somebody out, somebody submitting somebody, somebody really going for it. That gives me that tingle, and uh, that gets me excited. And he does he doesn't have me excited
1: yet. Yeah, that was my thought exactly when I saw him call you out. I was like. You didn't even get a finish. You got you to gotta get a finish to call out from Vola. That's like, that's the number one rule on the, the checkbox before you send that in.
0: Yeah, man, but uh, I'll give it to him. He's got, he's a technical kickboxer. He's young and he's going to be, keep fighting in the UFC. So I'm, I'm hoping that he'll go out there and he'll get some finishes. And, you know, if he keeps saying my name, he'll be tribute. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll sacrifice him for the, uh, for the fight gods.
1: That would feel pretty good to go to France, beat him on his home turf. You'll just be the guy that beats everyone on their home turf.
0: I love that man. I love that. I've, I've always like loved to travel and fight and, and fight guys in their home turf you know I went to Thailand, I fought a Thai and Th- Thailand. I, I went to Costa Rica. I fought a couple hometown guys in Costa Rica. Um, you know I've always I, I always wanted to go to London and fight Patty. I would. I'd love to go to Paris and fight uh, Zian, but again, he's got to start finishing people. He's got to get that little tingle in my nutsack that makes me want to fight him.
1: He's gonna come out gunning next time. He's not gonna. Not gonna be point kickboxing up against the cage. Not. Not this time around.
0: Yeah, man. We'll see.
1: All right. So uh, moving forward, we had a couple fights announced. a Couple big ones. I mean, we got uh, got Islam versus Charlie Olives too. Can't wait for that run back. That first one was awesome.
0: Yeah, you know uh, uh, Olivera, He said that he didn't want to fight in uh, Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. and he also said he didn't want to fight Islam. And then, and then, like the next week, you see the fight gets booked. So it's interesting, man. I mean, I would, you know, I, I was, I think, I think it's it's the right fight, you know, in the lightweight division. They're they're looking for somebody for Islam to fight in Abu Dhabi um and you know charles is the best option but i really i mean i don't i don't see that fight going any different but we'll see
1: yeah charlie charlie at least he's always at least a game opponent you know you know he's gonna he's gonna take that big shot he'll be on his back and that's when the fight really starts so that makes him a a good exciting fighter no matter what at least
0: yeah definitely And, and uh in abu dhabi you know islam's the man so He'll, he'll, they'll definitely be pumped for that fight. And, and so, so, so am I.
1: For sure, for sure. Um, I had a, had a little bit of a weird one, not a UFC one. Um, Mike Jackson taking on 56 year old Pat Militich in a clash of ideologies and principles in Iowa. <laughs> what do you think about a 56 year old Pat uh, getting the clubs back on one more time?
0: Yeah. You know, again, like 56 years old, that's uh, that's that's a little, little, little old, you know, to be stepping in the cage. But Pat Militage is a legend, legend of the sport. You know, Mike Jackson has been definitely ruffling a lot of feathers. You know, I'm I remember him uh, getting into it with Jake Shields at the P.I. not too long ago. Um, He's an outspoken guy. He kind of says how he feels and that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And, uh, it seemed like it definitely rubbed Pat Militage the wrong way. So I think they're, they're going to fight. So, you know, I'm here for it.
1: Yeah. Being, being 56 years old, you're like, no, that guy, that guy, I'm getting off the couch for this guy.
0: Yeah, man. It, it'll be, that, that'll that be, uh, uh, interesting fight. You know, it's like the, the older, more experienced guy versus, versus, uh, a, a young, like kind of loud, loud mouth, uh of uh, like funny guys so you know we'll see we'll see how it how it goes
1: yeah who knows who knows i,
0: I want to see the commission that's gonna really uh allow that though
1: <laughs> i think it was iowa there, It's happening in iowa so anything can happen in the midwest once you're in the midwest anything can happen yeah and then we had some fights announced uh, yesterday some awesome ones we had rafael Fiziev versus mateusz Gamrot. That's, that's a stylistic clash. That's a, one of the best, hardest strikers, Fizia versus Gamrod, who's like just a gamer, you know, always tries to get the fight to the ground, just make you uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's two high-level uh, lightweights going at it. And those are two guys that I had my eye on. Um, you know, I always, I you know, I, I see myself fighting Rafa eventually, uh, Fiziev and um i actually trained with him when i was out in thailand he's a super super cool guy hilarious he's he's really funny um but you know him he, i think his his uh his weakness might be his grappling and uh he's going to get tested with that grappling against gamrat you know gamrat is one of those fighters who just is constantly shooting and just wa- watching him fight it, it almost like even reminded me of mirab a little bit how he just is throwing his combo shooting, throwing his combo shooting, which is a very effective, uh, you know, strategy in mixed martial arts, especially when you have uh, a high-level submission game
1: like Gamera. Yeah, yeah, he's always like he's just stuck to you, you know. You can't get him off you. And he's really good with that. Um, He does this thing that other guys don't do. He goes for the feet, you know. He'll always grab in the ankles, trying to do that, just an ankle flip, trying to just grab you any kicks you send he's trying to catch those and physio likes to throw those kicks out so that could be that could be big trouble
0: yeah and it looks like they're going to be fighting at the apex which is you know that that's kind of a fight that you'd hope to be in an arena um but you know they'll they're going to go into the apex and they're going to put on a show for sure
1: I don't know why but it seemed like from Gamrat's tweets, it seemed like he wanted the Apex fight. I don't know. That was the vibe he was giving off. He was like looking forward to fighting in the Apex.
0: Yeah, a lot of people uh, fought at the, you know, feel so comfortable at the Apex. You know, they've they fought a lot at the Apex. It's very familiar to them. And um, I mean, the Apex is built for UFC fights. They have some of the best like warm up rooms, the best locker rooms I've ever seen. Um, and it's, you know, it's business there. They they pump fights out there. They're a well-oiled machine running these fights out of the apex. Um, so, you know, maybe he feels comfortable there. And uh, that's why he wanted it.
1: Yeah, maybe less crowd, you know, you really can hear your corner better, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, that honestly, I've, I've cornered a bunch of fighters at the apex, but I've never fought there which is, oh, okay. is rare. in the That's, in the that's
1: actually really rare.
0: I know, I know. Uh, I fought when I was on the first season of the Contender Series. I fought in the old Ultimate Fighter Gym before they even had the Apex. Uh, so after, after that season, they, they demolished the old Ultimate Fighter Gym and they built the Apex. Um, so we'll see, man. If I'm going to be fighting in the Apex, it's going to be a main event. So that would be cool.
1: Right, right, yeah. You can't, you can't just take a an apex fight for anything now. Maybe during the COVID days, sure, but now, now, I gotta, gotta have a big name. We gotta be up on the bill.
0: Exactly.
1: Oh, and uh, Chad is saying Fizzy have beat uh, uh Rafael Dos Anjos at the apex, so they've got, they've both got some experience there. It sounds like.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And in the end of the day, it's a cage, and you know you can put the cage anywhere it's still going to be a fight
1: yeah that's going to be that's going to be an awesome one i, I blindly support polish fighters uh, that's my uh, my bias my it gets me in trouble sometimes but i can't help myself i get that and then the other announced fight we had yesterday Bryce Mitchell versus Dan Egeis i wouldn't expect this fight but that's a that's a great fight on paper
0: that is, you know, uh, you know, Bryce is coming back. I, I love Bryce Mitchell. Uh, I think he's hilarious. I think he's one of the nicest guys. Uh, he actually came up and trained at saralongo a couple, you know, a couple years back. Uh, and then Dan Ige, man, Dan Ige brings it always. He's, he's one of the staples at uh, Extreme Couture uh, with Eric Nixick. Uh, so, you know, you know, he's getting high level training
1: out in Vegas.
0: Uh, that'll be a good scrap.
1: Yeah, and that's another one where just the the clash of styles. Bryce always wants to wrestle, he wants to get get on the ground, and Danny Gay's just got golden hands. You know, his hands are just always on point.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, classic uh, striker versus grappler. So, you know, in, in those matchups, I guess you you say that usually the the grappler will come out on top, but uh, but we'll see, man. Danny, he's got a Danny Gay's got some power in those hands. So, but you know. I, I'm I'm leaning towards Bryce on that
1: one. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be really hungry, bouncing off, uh, bouncing off a loss, trying to get that get that win back. Yeah, exactly. All right, I think that's uh, that's it for the car fights. Looking forward. Uh, let's look back. Let's look back at that main event last week. Uh, let me try this. Got some new screens here. I'm going to try out for the people and I add this. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. Nice. Oh yeah. There we go. Perfect.
0: Yeah, so we... Tom Aspinall, man. Tom Asp- Aspinall, he's the real deal. He really impressed me, man.
1: I mean, he's so light on his feet. He does not look like a heavyweight when he's fighting at all.
0: No, and he, and he's he's massive, too, man. He's like 6'5, like 2 250 two, around there. Um, but he moves like a lightweight and that's, that's rare at heavyweight, the way that he moves with his striking, his in and out movement. Um, and then, and then he's also a black belt on the ground. So I, he, he is a complete fighter and he is 100%, you know, in, you know, a, a future champion in my opinion.
1: Yeah. He immediately called out John Jones, uh, John responded. John seemed open to the fight. Uh it, it was like the second he called out John Jones, people started saying, well, John might retire after he beat Stipe. I don't I, I feel like I didn't feel see that at all before Aspinall won.
0: Yeah, you know, uh Stipe and John Jones. I, I feel like both of those guys are are towards the end of, you know, maybe maybe will retire after that fight. But, you know, you have to see how the fight goes. You know, uh, I think I think if John goes out there and smokes Stipe, which I don't think will happen. But if it does happen, I maybe maybe John wants another one. Um, but I, I don't see I don't and maybe Stipe the same. But you, you just have to see how the fight goes. You know, if they're in a five round grueling war, I could see them both, uh, you know, hanging them up after that. But I mean, the heavyweight division is is spicing up, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, Tom Aspinall in the mix now. You got uh, – uh, what's the big guy who's Pavlovich, the... Pavlovich, Yeah, Pavlovich, man. I think Tom Aspinall and Pavlovich are, are right at the top there. So I, I think that's that's a possible matchup that you'll see, Tom Aspinall and uh, and and Pavlovich.
1: Yeah, I feel – they're definitely – that, that I feel like that's the fight to make but like you said they're going to wait to see what Stepe and John do how that fight goes cuz you don't want to risk both those guys retiring and then you already did the two top guys already fought like 2 weeks ago on accident but uh i, I hope I, I hope John doesn't retire i mean he signed a big deal it's not like a 6 fight deal he's only one fight in so
0: yeah and, and i don't i don't think i mean John is, isn't that old, you know, and, and one thing about heavyweights, too, is these heavyweights can fight, uh, you know, later in their careers. Uh, you always see, you know, like uh, older heavyweights that have success. So I, I hope not, too. I hope Stipe and, and John Jones got a couple more in them. But that's just that's just the selfish fight fan in me.
1: Yeah, yeah. We hope guys can just extend those careers and then. Then, when they have the, the three fight losing streak at the end, we're like, oh boy, well, why is this happening?
0: Yes, exactly, man. That's what the, old, like I said before, the old Chelsea, and mo- most of us end our careers face down on the canvas, embarrassed. You know, not everybody could go out like Robbie Lawler with an amazing knockout, but we'll see.
1: hmm. hmm. And we, we already talked about Molly put herself into that arm bar, the Stolia Ranko arm bar. Uh, going down in a weight class now so we'll see we'll see what's next for those two but then my fight in the night here was uh, Nathaniel Wood and Andre Feely like you said a little change of the guards fight there it almost wasn't Andre Feely was he was in that till the yeah, end man.
0: that that was a banger that was a banger uh, the fans won on that fight um and Andre Feely has been doing it for a long time now team alpha male guy um, he's always game he's always showing up ready to go and he's a fan favorite but wood man nathaniel wood he's, he's coming and he's here now and uh, i'm excited to see you know who he gets matched up with next
1: yeah featherweight is just one of those divisions where they always show up they always show out just no bad fighters in that division
0: no, no. I, I mean, it, it is like 145, 155, 170. I think the, those divisions are, are just so stacked. I mean, you could even say 135 too. But uh, I, I always say it's like 155 is like the average size of a man. So you have like the, the biggest pool of fighters, uh, you know, fighting in, in these weight classes. And uh, you're going to have high level talent from all around the world. Uh, so it's, it's definitely a, a, a great stacked weight class and, and uh, Nathaniel Wood, he's in it now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, going to be interesting um, to see who he fights next. Cause he feels like one of those guys who he's getting a title shot sooner rather than later. If he keeps up these performances.
0: Oh yeah. Especially uh, a European guy. You know, the UFC wants to push the the Europeans. They're, they always want to uh, branch out, you know, worldwide. Um, so I, I think that they'll definitely keep giving him big fights, uh, you know, over the over in Europe. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. Andre Feely, we'll see what he does next, because like you said, he's got a lot of miles, 32 fights now. It's a so long and most of them UFC fights.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh... But you know he'll he'll always show up. He's always game. He's got a great camp, and he's always in exciting fights. So you know, anytime touchy feelies on the card, I'm always tuning in.
1: Yeah, that was that fight was very close. I mean, they both got their knockdowns both both had their control time. So that was a great fight. That was my fight of the night. I don't even know if they got a bonus for that one in the end. I'm not okay. sure if they did. I think they gave fight of the night to Aspinall.
0: Well, you'd hope that uh, that they would give both those guys, you know, a little undisclosed bonus and take care of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that happens. I don't know if that even actually happens, you know, but I'm sure it does.
0: Yeah, it does, but it's not. It's not as good as you think.
1: <laughs> Dana's not backing up the the Brinks truck waiting for you guys to end the car back there
0: no no it's not like the old days that I used to hear about where Dana would like walk back and like give you like an envelope of like 100k or 50k and be like good job kid that those are the days now you get an, a generic email of uh from Dana white saying uh thank you uh here's uh five grand
1: hey well at least he still tosses you something you know
0: yeah I guess so <laughs>
1: We're fighting to get those bonuses raised. I think like every finish should get a bonus. I feel like that's just 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 be customary.
0: It should be, and and um, I'm hoping that that'll that'll change soon. You know, it's been thirty years, thirty years in the UFC of fifty grand bonuses with inflation and everything. I think uh, I think those bonuses need to go up, and I think that every every finish on the on a fight card should get a bonus. Because, you know, we, we, I mean, at least I fight to finish fights. You know, there's no better feeling in the UFC than finishing a fight. You know, I, I only jump on the cage when I finish a fight because you just have that, 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 that you finish it, it's over. You know, you're the winner. You know, even my decision wins. I'm always like,
1: oh, like, like I should have done this. I should have
0: done that. Like when, when the fight's over. Um, so it's like finishing a fight, you got to be uh, rewarded for that. Especially at the highest level.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like something's gonna shake soon with the the Francis stuff going on and just the talking about fighter pace so often. I feel like something's gonna shake.
0: Yeah, you know, I all you could hope we're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So all you can hope is that uh, you just hope that I'm still around.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. You just hope you're still around for when it actually happens. Yep, yep. Uh, and then uh Going down, uh, well, you know, Davey Grant, Daniel Marcos, we ha- we did have a split decision win there. What did you think about that one? Because I thought Davey actually won that one, and he lost because he was all bloody, you know that, that he had that happen to him.
0: Yeah, I thought Grant won as well. It was a it was a very very close back and forth fight, and like in, in every any kind of split decision, you know, people always toss out the word robbery, um, but. A split decision, you know, two judges thought one guy won. One judge thought the other guy won. It's a close fight. So in any in any close fight, you know, you can't be mad at, at who won, who won. It was a close fight. So this guy got his hand raised, and, uh, you know, that's how it goes.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it just comes down to who looks better at the end when it's that close. You know, it's not supposed to, but it just does sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, after every single workout, after every single sparring session, after everything, any kind of uh, training session, once I'm done, I put my hands up and I do a victory lap.
1: That's right. So I
0: That's just what I do. And uh, it's been drilled into me just to show the judges, you know, who, who's who's still good, who, who's who could go another round. Um, I'll, I even uh, will take out a little uh, playbook out of my boy Charlie Campbell's fight. One time after he uh, he fought and he won, he he dropped down and just started cranking out pushups. I love. I remember that. that. I love that. So I mean, I remember uh, when I fought Armin. It was a three round fight, and uh, I definitely lost. But I dropped down, and I just started banging out ups Like I was like, "Let's go, let's go another <laughs> round." Uh, so it's it's a you know you got to show the judges you know who's uh, who's still there, who's ready to keep going.
1: For sure, for sure. Uh, and then we go down to the prelims here. Down to the prelims here. Johnny Parsons. He actually actually knocked out uh, Hot Chocolate. Danny Roberts. That fight went on a little longer than it should have. I think Danny Danny was a little uh, a little light on the feet for a while there.
0: Yeah, man. That was that was a fun fight. Uh, I like both these guys, and uh, I'm I'm real happy about Johnny Parsons getting that win. Uh, I, I remember seeing him all, all week when I was in Vegas. Uh, he's, a, he's a funny guy. I love his mullet. Um, and he brings it, man. Kid can fight, man. He, he's got amazing uh, striking. And he got the job done against you know, a real vet in Danny Roberts.
1: Yeah, and another one of those guys. He just—he he doesn't look like the typical fighter, you know. He's got the mullet. He—he's he, not—he's not built. He's not shredded. But once the once the cage door closes, he knows exactly what he wants. He's just technical in his own way, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He brings it. He's a fighter's fighter. And what what happened? He he fumbled the uh
1: the call out afterwards. Oh, dude. Oh, man. After the fight, he called out Patty the Batty. They aren't even in the same weight class. <laughs> And then, and then after, in his press conference, he's like, "Yeah, I, I meant to call out Michael Venom Page, and I just I just balked it, I flubbed it, you know."
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but I, I get that, man. I get that. There's been times after fights where, like, you know, you, Joe Rogan, you just like you just had a a fight. It was crazy, you know. And then and then Joe Rogan's right in your face with a microphone, and uh, and you know you gotta. You gotta bring your A game, you know, like getting getting your thoughts together, getting your uh getting getting everything going like right after a fight is not an easy thing to do. And no, I remember after most of my fights, I always see the cheese roller next to me and he goes,
1: Make him do the steamroller chant, make him do the steamroller
0: chant. And uh so I'm lucky at least I got the cheese roller to, to remind me uh, you know, some some things
1: to say. Yeah, you got the coaching even for the even for the interview after.
0: I know. I I need all the coaching I can get.
1: <laughs> well, hey, you know, you're, we only get as far as our our team carries us. I'm sure someone said that before.
0: Oh yeah, uh, you know, after after all three of my last fights, I just as soon as I see Joe Rogan, I just tell him that he's the man. Just go, Joe Rogan,
1: you're the man. I love you. <laughs> It's like that, uh, that one Vanessa Demopoulos girl. She always jumps into his arms. Yeah, yeah. You have to start doing that, Joe. Get ready. I'm jumping.
0: Oh man! Uh, if anything, maybe I'll jump on his back. He, he, get have him give me a little piggyback ride. He'd do it. He'd do it.
1: He's game.
0: No, uh, no, uh, I'm hoping to see him in uh, Boston. I'm, in I'm hoping that he'll do like a nice like comedy show. So hopefully, I could. Go see a nice comedy show, meet up with Joe Rogan, and then uh, go watch UFC Boston in a couple weeks.
1: Bump shoulders with the Rogan man.
0: Yeah, it's only a matter of time before he figures out that we're best friends.
1: (laughs) Just keep showing up places where he is. (laughs) Joe, what's up? What's up, Joe? (laughs) He's like, didn't I see you last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was here. I was here last week also. (laughs) Yep, yep. And then we have the headbutt. Headbutt. uh, Joel Alvarez, Mark Diakisi, Diakasi. Uh, that was a bummer because our our Tango two way got spoiled because of this one. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Alvarez went over because after the headbutt, he lands a flurry of punches, and then he gets a Darce choke. And then they didn't they didn't even run it back, which that's that's a bit shocking. You know, they're supposed to have the review there to no contest that, but they didn't do it.
0: Yeah, you know, uh watching that fight, I mean, I'm 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 in the I'm in the corner where, you know, it's a fight. I don't want fights being stopped. Yeah, it was a headbutt. Uh it was an intentional headbutt, but I think you know, D Casey kind of winced, looked at, kind of looked for the ref to like do something. You know, when I'm in there fighting, I I don't even I, I I don't even care about the ref. I'm always going to keep fighting even if I get kicked in the nuts, even if I get a headbutt, even if I get poked in the eyes. I'm not going to stop fighting until, you know, the ref actually stops the fight. So I think I think, you know, DKC will learn from that and and you can't you can't stop fighting even if it even if it, something like that happens. Um but, you know, Joel Alvarez, he didn't stop the takedown man. so he still got 0 Zero takedown defense, um, but again, his his uh, his jujitsu is high level. That was that was a very nice darce choke. He's got those long arms, and you could tell right off the bat that he was attacking that darce, and and he got it. You know, it was impressive.
1: Yeah, and at his size, being that good on the ground, it's very very impressive. And I did see people commenting on uh, the Instagram posts uh, say you should fight him next. They They love seeing you fight the six three guys in the lightweight division.
0: I know, man. I've already fought two of them, and uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll have to beat up another uh, six three. Have to chop down another tree.
1: Yeah, that would be a good fight. I mean, he's he's a well rounded fighter. He's always looking for the finish, so he's earned it. Unlike Frazium, he has. And then I I really liked uh, this Mick Parkin fight. You know, it's a. Uh, a bit of a, a technical technical heavyweight there, but I liked what I saw from him, just like uh, Tom Aspinall. You know, he's, he's light on his feet. He gets going. That was a pretty decent fight there. I like liked what I saw from him, another person to keep uh, our eyes on.
0: Yeah, I, I always love seeing uh, athletic heavyweights who are, like you said, light on their feet, great striking, um, with good cardio too, you know. Um, it's going to be interesting uh, to see these uh, – this weekend's fights with the heavyweights with uh you know Derek lewis and and all those guys and and fighting so
1: Derek lewis has six-pack abs i don't know if you saw today
0: did he did he have the six-pack
1: it looked like he had he was working on a six-pack it was there i could see it it was there
0: all right he's doing his cardio
1: it was there i could see it um one more uh, fight on this card before we get into the next one. This week's card, Shauna Bannon, that highly touted uh, Irish prospect, didn't didn't uh, didn't really show up that day. She really uh, the veteran really uh, made her look like the the, the debutante.
0: Yeah, you know she she was coming out. Uh, she's got some kind of uh, kickboxing background as well, or, or karate or something. Her kicks were looking good. You know she was throwing a lot of side kicks, a lot of like hook kicks, and uh, but you know she got beat. And uh, when you get to the UFC, the level is high, the octagon is real. You know those jitters might be real for her, Uh, and I think you know. But she she did look good. You know she showed some promise, um, and she'll fight again. You know they'll they'll give her fights. You know overseas. So I'm excited to see how she grows from this fight.
1: Yeah, it looked like she was um, kind of stuck in that point point uh, kickboxing mindset. Still, you know, she was just trying to score points, not really trying to do damage. So you gotta work yourself out of that thing you're so used to.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we'll see, man. You know, I lost I lost my UFC debut, and it, and, it, and I learned so much from it. Um, so hopefully she does the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's got the pedigree from her other sports. You gotta assume she's gonna she's gonna learn a lot from it.
0: All you can, that's all you can hope for you know constant evolution constant growth that's what this fight game is all about you know always evolving always growing and always bettering yourself being a a better fighter you know the next fight so we'll
1: see how she does yeah we will hopefully hopefully she fights again soon i mean she didn't get beat up too bad so yeah, all right. we
0: see her fight molly
1: oh hey maybe maybe although Canada, I- right? irish uh, irish uh english fight i don't know they got to be careful there might might uh start another uh, war or something going on yeah, right? No, right?
0: the europeans go wild
1: right right all right so now we got ufc 291
0: the- let's the- go this is such a stacked card man this Dude, is like this is a fight that, that fight fans live for, man. It's just a stacked card from start to finish. And uh, I've been watching all the Embedded's. Like, you know, I know that I'm into the fight card when I'm like watching the Embedded's. And like, I feel like I'm there fight week, uh, you know, watching the weigh-ins and stuff. And, and Saturday is going to be a, a great night of fights.
1: Doing, doing the homework this week. This is one of those cards where you do your homework as a fight fan
0: exactly
1: man and yeah i was watching the weigh-ins today uh i, I suppose we'll start with two people missed weight Um, uh, michelle Pereira, he did mm-hmm. miss weight uh by three pounds i'm still not sure maybe someone in chat can tell us if that fight's on or not because they they still weren't decided at the end of the weigh-in show if they were going to do that fight
0: uh, i hope that fight's still on because him and wonder boy is is a stylistic exciting fight man you got Wonderboy, the ageless wonder, still looking like he's like 21 years old. Amazing karate fighter. uh, One of the coolest dudes that you'll ever meet. Then you got Pereira, who's a wild man. He's got the Brazilian capoeira. He's always doing flips and jumping off the cage. Um, So that's such an exciting fight. But Pereira is a huge 170-pounder. Huge. when you see him, even in person, I'm like, how does this guy make 170? Uh, so he missed weight. That's not a good look. He, you know, that's that's a that's L in, in in my book. I mean, just missing weight is unprofessional. Um, I hope the fight still happens, but you know, who knows how how he's gonna be doing? You know, when you are cutting weight, you know, it's it's tough. It's a mental. You know. It, his, his body might have failed him and, and had him, like, you know, stop the weight cut, and that could hurt him the next day. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, and it, it just – it was – he waited until the last minute trying to come out there, so that's definitely not a good sign. To, to still be three pounds above waited the last minute is just not really close. And they're also fighting in Salt Lake City at Elevation – so yes. that's just put in bad to worse.
0: Oh yeah, you know that is another aspect to this fight that'll be interesting. You know the elevation is real. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of these fighters uh, went out early to uh, acclimate uh, to acclimate to the uh, elevation because um, it's different. You know you got it takes maybe a couple days to adjust your lungs, be up, being able to breathe out there, um, and then you know that combined with a missed weight, a tough weight cut, you know, and, and Michelle Pereira is such a fast starter. Uh, you know, I think, I think wonder boy, you know, he could definitely, you know, tire, tire Pereira out in the, in the first round and, and then maybe take over with his, uh, with his striking.
1: And wonder is so good at fighting off the back foot. He loves that. Where he does just does a little half step back and then hits you with the check right, you know. So if you're slow, if you're behind at all, he's gonna exploit that.
0: Yes, yes, and isn't there there's some uh, like uh, like fighters that that miss weight like usually always win, right?
1: So that used to be the case, like a, a fighter that used to miss miss weight would win, but it hasn't been this year. I think it's like completely reversed now where the guys missing weight usually aren't winning now. I might be wrong, but I feel like that's actually flipped.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, I think, uh, I think you gotta, you gotta go with wonder boy in this fight, especially with Pereira missing weight, uh, the elevation, and, uh, you know, Wonderboy just still doing it, man. Still doing it.
1: Yeah, it's just so one of the most exciting fighters on the feet. So, yeah, it's going to be that's going to be a fun fight. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how Pereira looks. I mean, not a good sign. Mr. weight, had to give up a bunch of his purse. I don't know. They might have negotiated 40 percent. The uh, weigh-in show was talking. They were saying 20, 40. They weren't sure what it was going to be.
0: Yeah, uh, that's that's not that's not good, man.
1: Yeah, not a good start whatsoever. All yeah. right,
0: card is stacked.
1: Yes, yeah, we we should just start at the top. Let's just start at the top, the big one.
0: Bmf
1: the vacant Bmf title belt, and yeah. there's nobody, no two fighters better for this belt, better for this fight. Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje. I mean, just two guys that every fight they're in is a war, an absolute battle.
0: Yeah, they're they're so similar. And then even all these like these stats that are shown since they fought, they're both like four and two since they fought. They both like fought like the same guys. Um, and then and then a rematch, man. You always love love a rematch of of a, of a war. Uh, their first fight was was bananas, man you know like justin gagey coming out there with the low kicks just crushing dustin's leg but dustin just showing his grit keep coming forward landing his strikes it was an amazing fight and uh you know dustin Poirier got his hand raised in the first one um but i think this is going to be a different fight man
1: Ooh, really really yeah I'm a, I'm a big justin gagey guy i'm not gonna lie i love that dude Oh man, I'm on Dustin this week. Just watching all those other fights. I was man, he's so technical. He's such a complete fighter. But those leg kicks from Justin, I think those are the difference maker.
0: Yeah, and um, I think you know from that first fight, I would have to say that that Gagey has evolved. You know more than uh, more than Dustin since the last fight. I mean, Dustin's an amazing fighter. You know he's ha- he's done had amazing fights since they first fought. But uh, Justin Gagey in his last fight against uh, Fazeev really impressed me man. Uh, I think that that was a lot of people thought that was going to be a passing of the guard fight and Fazeev was going to, you know, beat Justin, but Justin showed, you know, growth. He sh- he came out there and he, he he got took some hard shots in that first round, but he took over man. He showed he showed defense and he even got a takedown. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He got a takedown. He finally used that wrestling. Uh, So I think, you know, I think Justin has evolved a little bit more and I think he's going to get it done. Um, But again, I'm a big Justin Gagey guy. Um, So my my pro debut was actually World Series of Fighting back in the day. Uh, It had to be like 2012 or 13. Um, And I fought in, in Tampa, Florida. And Justin Gagey was the main event of World Series of Fighting, and he was fighting Melvin Gulliard. Melvin Gulliard. <laughs> yeah, right? That's a throwback. That's
1: a throwback. Maybe we can pull that one up here. Let's see.
0: Yeah. And like, I, I remember uh, being at, at the Wayans World Series of Fighting and being like, and seeing this this guy with glasses. This, he looked, he was a nerd. I was like, this nerd is the World Series of Fighting champion. He's going to get crushed by Melvin Gilliard. I, I was like convinced that, that Melvin was just going to crush this guy. And then, and then, like, watching that fight, man, watching Gagey, I was like, this guy's a dog. And, and I, was, I was a huge Justin Gagey fan since then. And I watched all his fights uh, since then. And, uh, you know, he's still doing it too.
1: Yeah, I mean, both of them just got so many so many fights, so many miles under their their belt, but they don't show any signs of slowing down when they fight, you know? There's just still, the chin's still there, just still both elite fighters.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like, Justin Gagey's got this, you know, in the, in the first fight with Poirier as well, you know, he was throwing those leg kicks, and he was kind of just shelling up. He wasn't moving his head as much, and, and Poirier was able to land his shots, and and kind of you know tee off on him while, while Justin was just kind of shelling up. So I think I think uh you know Justin showed a little bit of growth in, in his last fight with his defense. And and I think you know, as he gets older in his career, he's taking the the defensive uh, approach a little bit more. So I think you're gonna see uh, uh you know an evolved uh Justin Gagey. And you know, shout out to Justin Gagey. I always see him like and pretty much every fight week I'm at, he's I always see him. He's always smoking weed with my dad, having a good time. And uh he hooked me up with some Onyx gloves one time. Uh he's a good dude man.
1: Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well now you're winning me over. I might have to I might have to change my change yeah. my plays for this one.
0: But you, I mean you can't hate the diamond though too man. I know like... he's
1: just so good. But he does he has a tendency to get into those those firefights, you know, he'll stay in the pocket just a little too long. Then he'll get caught and he'll be winning the fight. And then the fight just a 180 because he got caught one time, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and Gagey's the same way. Man. And, and that's that's the way these guys fights. They bring it every single time. And that's why they're fighting for the BMF title. That's why they're fighting for the baddest motherfucker around, because every time they step into that cage, they bring it. You know, it, it, they might get hit. But they do not cower out. They will put their chin down, keep their eyes up, and they'll throw. And they're they're bad motherfuckers, and uh, that's that's why they're fighting for this title.
1: Yeah, if there's ever a fight guaranteed to have blood in it, it's it's this one.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be unreal. You think this is going five rounds?
1: I I don't know if it goes five. I do I do like it to go over uh, over two and a half go three go into the championship rounds you know i don't know if it goes five though i mean i feel like someone someone's gonna get knocked out i feel like they're gonna be swanging.
0: yeah i agree with you uh, i i think it'll go over two and a half but i i someone's finishing this fight
1: yeah i think that that third round is that sweet spot three four someone's gonna that's when the exchanges start to get a little longer you know guys just leave themselves a little bit more open Yes, exactly. And uh <laughs> Fender and chat says, what if Dustin finally hits that guillotine?
0: <laughs> yes, that, that's a great point, actually. I think uh I think the one you know thing that that Gejji is lacking is his jujitsu. You know, he's a high-level wrestler, an amazing striker. Um, but you know, his, his jujitsu is a little questionable um so i think that that and dustin poirier is a black belt he has jujitsu. uh so i think that's that's where it'd be interesting to see if if poirier comes out and tries to wrestle tries to use his jiu-jitsu which would be the smart thing to do
1: yeah it'll be definitely be interesting uh if either guy tries to get try some new things get out of their comfort zone a bit you know
0: Yes, yes, and and I, I hope he does. You know that I love uh, mixed martial arts, and I love watching every aspect of fighting in a fight, and uh, that's that's an aspect we didn't see in the first fight. So you we'll see. You know, and, and you'll even hear uh, Dustin Poirier, who's been talking all week. He he knows that that he's gonna be you know in for a hurt and win, loser, draw against uh, against Gage. So you think that he would. You know, try to come out there and get a couple takedowns. You know, you get a couple takedowns, and and Gagey's gonna rethink. You know, blasting those those leg kicks.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, getting taken down sucks. You know, getting back up sucks. Just draining, especially at elevation.
0: Oh, it's exhausting.
1: Yeah, so I mean, we'll see. I can't wait for that fight.
0: Baddest motherfucker around, baby. And the, there's no better two people to be fighting for that than these guys.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely the booking, a plus booking there.
0: Yep, yep, and uh, that's a title I see myself fighting for one day. You know, uh, we got we got a bunch of fights uh, before then, but I would love to fight for the BMF title one day. I I like to think that I'm I'm cut from the same cloth as uh, as Justin Gagey and Dustin Poirier. I love to fucking fight, uh, so we'll see what happens.
1: I mean, when you think of fighting styles that fit the bill, you you definitely do, of course. And they were talking on the weigh-in show if they did like a whole a whole BMF card where every card was like a, ba- a baddest motherfucker type thing, you know. So I mean, that would be cool to get on a BMF card.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, man. Well, I don't. I mean, it'd be tough to fill up a card with them because. I think I think you gotta you gotta earn that you know you gotta right right you gotta be in those wars you gotta get those knockouts you gotta get those finishes, uh, so it'd be tough to put an entire card together for it, but uh, you know I think I think one day you'll you'll see the steamroll of fighting for the BMF belt. You
1: Guys heard it here first. All I'm right, started. co-main event we got Yan Bohovic is. Yeah, Blahovic versus Alex Pereira. Alex oh, is coming, yeah. coming up in weight. He looked good at the weigh-ins. Looked good at the weigh-ins. He looked definitely like it's a a more natural weight for him. It feels like.
0: Oh yeah, man! You, I remember watching him. You know, uh, in the in the embeddeds, in the uh, countdowns. You know, cutting weight for one eighty-five for Izzy, and it looked like his entire you know training camp was around uh, making weight which when when your entire training camp is around making weight, it's not a good thing. And, and it kind of messes with you mentally. Um, so I think having that, you know, off his table, being able to uh, focus on his training, enjoy his training and uh, and really, you know, fill out into 205. I think he's, he's going to look great, man. But he's got he's got a, a Polish monster in front of him. man. He's got some Polish power and Jan Blahovich, a.k.a. my dad. So. <laughs> he's been oh, walking geez. around
1: town with a cowboy hat. I'm not sure who told him Salt Lake City was Texas, but uh, we appreciate them.
0: Oh, I love it, man. I love it. I, I love uh, seeing the, the foreign guys come in and really embrace the culture of where they're fighting. And, and you can see Jan doing that. You know, he's going to the rodeo. He's getting the cowboy hat. And he just he's, a, hes seems like the nicest guy. I've—I've I've met him once, and he was super cool. And uh, and he, i i can't not root for Jan Blachowicz. Uh, I think the the legendary Polish power is real. You know, he—he he surprises a lot of people. You know, I remember when he knocked out Luke Rockhold. Nobody thought that was going to happen, and he broke Luke Rockhold's jaw. Like it was a nasty knockout. He's always gonna come. He's always gonna, you know, show up, and uh, you know it's gonna be a, a good fight with Alex Pereira because Pereira, man, dude's
1: got hands of stone. Yeah, and uh, T- Tito and Chad saying that Izzy actually said Pereira hits harder than Yan. So, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see here. Uh, Pereira is, if if he could get the the wrestling, he says his jujitsu. He said he wants to show off the jujitsu. I don't know about that, but uh. yeah, you know, uh, you, you look at how Jan, uh,
0: when, when Izzy went up to try to fight Jan,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: Izzy went up a weight class, went for champ champ status, chased greatness and fought Jan and Jan. Jan took him down and beat the piss out of him. Um, and, you know, what, what makes you think that that's not going to happen this time against uh, Pereira? Um, I think the, the one thing that, that makes me think that, that that wouldn't happen is, you know, Pereira training with Glover, Teixeira. Uh, Glover is a high-level, you know, black belt, very good on the ground. And Glover also has a win over Jan. So, so Glover kind of knows the feeling of Jan in there, and, and Glover is going to prepare uh, Pereira for that fight. So that makes it a little bit more interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely. That added layer of uh, having Glover in the corner for sure. I mean, I, I, I like prayer. I would love I, I, this is one where don't let the other Polish people around me hear this, but I wouldn't mind if Alex wins this fight. You know, I like Alex. He's a very exciting fighter. So, yeah,
0: and, you know, he's fun to watch, too. I love his like Terminator mentality. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk much. He's got that stone faced. you know, watching him hit pads is is so is awesome just cracking people and he's he's got he's one of the highest level striker in the ufc um he's got that left hand of death uh but again you know having to rely on on kind of one thing uh isn't isn't the best but i think jan has more tools in the in his toolbox to uh, get this win with his low kicks with his wrestling uh so it, it's Pereira's got got his puncher's chance but Jan has got Jan has got more tools in the toolbox to uh, get this win
1: yeah for sure I think Jan he grinds out a, a, a decision I think they I think they either a decision or Jan by sub sneaky sneaky play he's got nine sub wins in his career so
0: that is that is a, that would be a sneaky win I, and I would not be surprised I mean, Pereira has yet to face a wrestler in the UFC, correct?
1: Yeah, he he really hasn't. He was taken down, I believe, two two four times in his fights before Sean Strickland and Izzy. So
0: that's that's always been the question for Pereira. You know, he kind of got fast tracked to the title because he had those wins over Izzy. He had that backstory with Izzy. and then, you know, he had these amazing fights with Izzy. He beat him once, he lost once. Uh, but he's going up a weight class. He's fighting a guy who can wrestle, who can use, you know, he has a lot of tools to win. Um, and, you know, we're going to see how, how his transfer or how his power transfers to uh, uh, light heavyweight.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're going to see. And, but I that
0: think, I think I think Jan's going to be able to take some of those shots that that would have put 185ers out.
1: Yeah, yeah. That and the other thing I just I just remembered Alex is he got knocked out three months ago. He's already fighting again. He's got to take Jan's power coming off. A, it, it was a violent knockout. Like he was face down on the canvas.
0: Oh yeah, that's another aspect. You got to see how he recovered from that. You know. Did he take enough time off of sparring to let his brain recover? We'll see.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna find out. He might find out the hard way, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that they didn't make that into a title fight.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been joking with Harry that they already had the uh they already had the promo reels ready. They didn't want to go in and edit them out in a week's time. They didn't want to reshoot everything. So.
0: Yeah, right. I can see that.
1: Uh, then going down the card, we got two more on the main 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 card. Uh, we got Tony Ferguson, Bobby Green. Uh, Tony Ferguson was ah uh, having himself a fun time at the the press conference this week. He said he was tracking a bear, talking about uh, topography maps.
0: Yep, yep, yeah. I mean, you cannot love Tony Ferguson. Like he's ah uh, he's my kind of crazy. I like it, man. He's going up to Big Bear. He's isolating himself. Well, he actually brought his family with him this time. Yeah, yeah. He um, said
1: family and some friends. I think.
0: Yeah, but uh, he looks ready. You know, he looks ready, and uh, he's he's backed up in, in, against the wall right now. You know, he's lost his last five. Um, I think that's a that's a scary Tony Ferguson. You know, a Tony Ferguson who needs a win, um, and you know Tony's been been saying that Bobby looks scared.
1: I mean there's you know? something something about something about this fight. I just feel like we get a vintage Tony performance. You know, if there's if there's anyone that'll let Tony look like Tony, Bob I feel like it's Bobby Green because he's so willing to just stand in front of you, work his jab, you know, volume. But that that'll just let Tony get to work, you know.
0: Yes, yes. And that's I mean, that's what that's what we hope to see. Uh you know, I saw uh Bobby Green rocking his uh his like armored vest, his bulletproof vest at uh, at the face-offs. And I don't I don't think you're gonna wear a bulletproof vest unless you're scared of something. So,
1: right, right. Yeah, you're letting your actions speak a little louder.
0: Yeah, right. I think he's scared to get shot or something.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, Tony, you pull out a, <laughs> a knife at the press conference. They're like, so what, you track the bear with what? And he just pulls out a knife? He's just like this right here, slams it on the table. <laughs>
0: yeah man, he's a I, i'm 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 afraid of tony ferguson shit i think bobby green definitely is
1: yeah for sure tony's one of those guys where you you think like oh five he's lost five in a row and then you're in front of him and you're like wait this dude's crazy how has he lost five in a row
0: yeah yeah but he also i mean like that chandler fight he was looking so good in that chandler fight until he got caught. Uh, the the Diaz fight, he did not look good. That was I thought I thought he was gonna beat Diaz, but uh Yeah, like, but that was like a
1: day notice, like that was just a whole weird situation.
0: Yeah, that was that was a weird thing. Um, so I think you know, Tony Ferguson uh coming off, you know, 0 and five, his back is against the wall, you know, you do not want to go 0 and 6. That's that's something that's scary. Like yeah. nobody wants to go own 6 so I think I think a, a Tony Ferguson uh, with his back against the wall is a scary thing, and I think Bobby Green realizes that. That's why he threw on the uh, bulletproof vest, and uh, I, but I don't think that bulletproof vest is going to help him in the octagon.
1: No, no, I think Tony pulls this one out, and he's a big underdog, so you know he can get those bets in. You know he makes the money if he does win.
0: Yeah, you can't you can't hate putting uh, money on Tony Ferguson as an underdog.
1: No, especially when it's like plus three hundred. I think I saw, so that's crazy to be honest. Like Bob, yeah. Bobby Bobby's got a lot of miles on his belt too. I mean, he's got like forty pro fights.
0: He does. He's been around for a long time.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. That's a sneaky fight. All of these are fight of the night contenders, but that's one that could just like steal the show
0: definitely man uh tony i mean tony bobby green those that's that's gonna be a, a an amazing fight you know you you're not you're not getting up and going to the bathroom during that fight
1: no no and we got the main one last one on the main card Then we got a couple we can talk about here maybe one more before we get the people out the door here uh we got michael chiesa versus kevin holland i got the yeah. kevin holland shirt on right now
0: there you go I'm, yeah, that's I'm, a good one, man. That's a
1: good one. Yeah, I mean, Michael Kiesa hasn't fought in a long time. It's been a couple year, two-year layoff, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he, he's an OG, man. Uh, ultimate fighter winner, uh, you know, around a lot. But again, you know, he's he's been uh on the analyst, he's on the desk now. So a lot of people you kind of question how much are you training. But uh when I was in Vegas, I saw him in there training and I saw him. I saw him on a ground pound dummy and he was literally just grounded pounding a dummy for like an hour. I felt like he's just looks, he looks so like dialed in so focused and he was just beating the piss out of this fucking, this bag on the ground. So, I mean, I think he, he's training hard. You know, you gotta, he, you gotta know that he he's going to come prepared. Uh, but Kevin Holland, man, Kevin Holland is a gamer. He's so unpredictable and he's, his striking like he he has fun in there that's what you like to see you know he's talking his shit he's throwing his strikes uh and he's also got he's got a high level jujitsu as well um and so does so does kiesa this and they're they're very similar body types as well they're both tall lanky uh uh 170 pounders it's a it's a it's very it's a good fight
1: yeah I, th- I definitely feel a uh, watch out for like a knee from kevin holland when Kies is coming in for like a takedown because he's fast with those legs they come up quick
0: oh yeah and, and you got to know that that is coming in there to wrestle um he's definitely a wrestler at heart he, he wants to take take him down and just beat beat the piss out of him and, and break him but you know kevin holland is not easy to hold down it's not e- easy to take down and he's got some submissions off his back. And he's got some knockouts off his back. I mean, that knockout of Jacare off his back was one of the most crazy things I've seen.
1: Yeah, I mean, you gotta be you gotta be slick to pull off something like that. I saw that that just happened at KSW the other day. Some bare knuckle guys just on his back and just boom, just fully knocks the guy, slept him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like being being deadly anywhere, you know, being unpredictable. The way Kevin Holland, you know, he'll always be dangerous. He's in a fight and he's always looking to hurt his opponent. And that that's what you love. That's what you want to see as a fan. Somebody who's in there always working for the finish. No matter where the fight goes, they're always throwing, you know, big punches, big kicks, uh, submission attempts, you know, not just, you know, laying and praying, um, you know, We'll see what happens, man. I mean, I think that Kiesa that is definitely going to try to take him down and grind it out, but he's going to have to you know, go through fire to do that.
1: Yeah, and he's going to get that jaw tested after a two-year layoff. I, I always feel like guys are crazy when they take off that long. They come back. I can't remember who it was recently, but he took off a little bit of a layoff, and you could just tell he didn't like being hit anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah um who, who's the favorite in that
1: uh, the favorite in that is holland i believe holland is the favorite right now
0: yeah yeah that, that's what i would think just kiesa's a long layoff but Kiesa's a gamer he is a gamer mm-hmm. and and he looks ready um but i think it's it's definitely the 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 striker for his grappler if kiesa could get that takedown can control kevin on the ground can uh you know work his ground and pound you know, I think he'll get the job done. But if, if, uh, if Kevin can, can keep getting back up, keep the fight in Chiesa's face, stay unpredictable, maybe get in his head with a little trash talk, um, I think he'll get it done.
1: Yeah, I think Kiesa said Chase Hooper was trash talking him during their sparring to prepare him. Uh, there's better <laughs> trash talkers to bring in. I feel like. <laughs> oh yeah
0: what what is what is Chase Hooper saying to him in uh, in sparring to uh, trash talk? Yeah, uh, I would uh, I would love to hear that. Oh uh, yeah, just fucking telling him he's he's he sucks at video games or something. Who knows. <laughs>
1: And then we've got uh one one big prelim one I wanted to highlight uh, before we head out here. We got Derek Lewis, fan favorite Derek Lewis, six pack Derek Lewis, fighting Marcos Rijaro de Lima. Derek's a big dog here. He's like plus one eighty. I saw. I mean, I'm all over. I'm all over it. I mean, how can you not like Derek Lewis that big of an underdog?
0: Yeah, I mean, as an underdog, I like him, but. He's, he's going to be in that elevation. You know, Derek Lewis has had questionable cardio in the past. You know, him and now he's fighting at, at elevation. You know, it's not a good recipe uh, for Derek Lewis win, but he's got that power. He's got that game changing power. The Black Beast comes out there and he throws. Uh, he, I feel like he, he's one of those fighters, though, when I watch him fight, you know, it looks like he doesn't want to be in there.
1: Yeah, I have gotten that feeling his last few fights. And, you know, he's always mentioning, like, don't put me as the main event. I don't want to fight a five round fight. Like, that's so, that's just a weird mentality to have, you know?
0: Yeah, even in the fights, like, he's kind of, like, backing up, like, we'll cover it. He, he doesn't he doesn't want to, he looks like he doesn't want to fight. Um, but then he just throws a haymaker and knocks the guy out. And then he doesn't have to fight anymore. It's like, it's it's uh, he's a he's an interesting uh, a guy to watch fight, you know, but you always want him to win just so you could hear him on the mic afterwards.
1: Right, right. I mean, just,
0: just so you could hear what crazy shit he's got to say, whether he takes his pants off and says his balls are hot or he's he's calling out Ronda Rousey to like go go and like smash or something. Um, he's always got something funny to say on the mic. And uh, that's why that's why I want him to win.
1: Yeah, I I got a feeling he's going to be he's going to have some words for the elevation. If he wins, he's going to have some anti Salt Lake sentiment.
0: Yeah, right. But I mean, this guy Lima uh, Lima, he he was a 205er, right? And he's going up to heavyweight.
1: Yeah, I think he was a 205er and he's going up uh, because he's got he's got fights against OSP in his history. He's actually been in the UFC a lot longer than I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he's had a lot of fights, man. But he's also going up to heavyweight. And I feel like the, those 205ers who decide to go up to heavyweight, it's not always a good recipe. It's like he, you don't have to do that little bit of extra cardio to, to make weight. You could kind of be a little bit lazier at heavyweight. And, like, I always think about my boy uh, Gian Vellante, Oh so yeah. Going up from 205 to heavyweight, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like the the best thing visually, and you can kind of take those those uh those extra rounds off, those extra conditioning circuits off cuz you don't have to make weight. So we'll see and then again at elevation, we're going to see how Lima really adjusts to heavyweight. Uh if he if he took those those rounds off, if he's going to gas how he does with all that extra weight on him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. His, it looks like he's been heavyweight for a little while now, at least since like 2020, I think he's fought, he fought Alexander Romanov and all that. So he's been, he's been at heavyweight a while, but on the scale today, he looked a lot larger than usual. Like you said, like he used to be a smaller heavyweight. He used to be like a, a more, a closer to light heavyweight type guy this one, he, he looked, he looked larger than Derek Lewis, which is, it's rare.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he did. I think we're going to, you, you all you can hope is that you don't see just two gassed heavyweights in the third round who like can't finish each other. Hopefully, hopefully you get a nice first round knockout by one of these guys and, uh, and a funny moment on the mic by Derek Lewis. But, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to the third round and these guys got their hands down and they're, they're gasping for air and they're just like, Oh, let's get this over with.
1: I'm calling first exchange. Derek Lewis knocks him out. I, I won't, it I won't be around to watch that third round tiredness.
0: Hey, I'm rooting for that as well. Let's go black beast.
1: Hell yeah. All right. Any other fights on the prelim here? Any other ones that caught your eye? Otherwise I got a, I got a little tango two way for the people. And then we can head on out.
0: Uh, we got uh, Trevin Giles on the fight, right? Is, oh, yeah. Trevin would...
1: Giles fighting Gabriel Bonfim. That's the, the feature prelim. Those Bonfim brothers, very talented.
0: Yeah. Bonfim's a huge dog? Or, or Trevin Giles was a huge
1: dog? Um, Let me check. Let me check who's the dog in this fight. Yeah. Let's see.
0: Trevin Trev, Trev Giles gets no love. And I love that dude, man. Trevin Giles,
1: big dog. Big dog
0: yeah man I think I, I like him as a dog I think he's a very well-rounded you know fighter uh, he's a big big guy for 170 he used to fight at 185 he's, he's got that he's got that win over Roman too at 185 that a lot of people forget about and that that holds a lot of weight for me man being being able to beat uh, that guy at 185 and now being down at 170 I think him as a dog you gotta you gotta run with that. When everyone makes money off of that, make sure you, uh, send me my cut.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's an underrated fighter. And I, I read he's one, he's one of the one of five fighters, I believe that has a win in three different weight classes,
0: something yeah, like impressive. that. So
1: you don't know those kinds of things about these underrated guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, and his last fight against Preston Parson, that was, that was a great fight. That was a back and forth high level fight. Um, I, I like Trevin Giles, especially as such a underdog.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a good one. All right, so I got a, I got a little tango two way here, uh, <laughs> and I put this in before we talked about the main event. But I got, I got Dustin Poirier higher, seventy four point five fantasy points. I just think you know that fight's going a long way. They're both gonna be active. They're both gonna get their licks in. Maybe some takedowns, maybe some knockdowns. Who knows? They're going to get points there, so we'll see what happens there. And then I got Miranda Maverick higher two-and-a-half takedowns on Priscilla Cacho uh, Yera, just because she's, she showed a little bit of a subs- being susceptible to being taken down. Miranda Maverick goes for takedowns, so I like that one. That's our tango two-way for this week.
0: Yeah, I like that. Miranda Maverick is definitely, a, you know, she's got great takedowns. She's she's a game fighter. She brings it. She comes forward. Um, she'll she'll definitely get two takedowns. I think that's that's a good one. And then Poria and Gagey, they're they're both gonna their their stats are gonna be off off the charts. They're gonna come in, especially now that they're so familiar with each other because they fought as well. You know, sometimes when you get high level fights like that you know, a first round is almost like a feeling out round. Um, And then the second round, the the guys start opening up. But I think since they fought each other already, uh, I'm hoping they're just going to come out guns blazing in round one and just...
1: yeah. I feel like they're gonna.
0: Yeah, right? I mean, it can either go two ways, you know, since they could either come out guns blazing or they could come out and be like, oh, shit, you know, last time we fought, we were both so fucked up. I want to like be smart but uh they're they're fighting for the baddest motherfuckers so they better not fight like that they better come out there and go for it and uh and just trade have great great you know striking and and you know we'll see if uh wants to use that jujitsu i think that's the wild card that's the wild card is whether poorie wants to use his jujitsu but then again you know gagey has got that wrestle and he's not easy to take down he's got crazy scrambles even if he does get the takedown he'll do some kind of cartwheel flip up to his feet um and you know again i'm hoping gagey throws his like somersault kick that he always throws
1: yeah yeah we'll see we'll see i feel like we know it's gonna be a good fight but we'll see if it's one of those all-time great fights
0: yeah like like the first one already Mm -hmm. was and, and, you know, if Gagey wins, like, you, you got to have, like, a, a rubber match.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll have to run it back. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and I don't know if I mentioned this. Poirier is 3-0 and in um, rematches against people. He is 3-0 and in his career. So there is that factor. He is normally the victor in the rematch.
0: Yeah, that, that is a good stat. You know, he's a very calculated fighter. He'll definitely learned a lot from that first fight you got to think that he's prepared for those low kicks now Mm -hmm. Um, and he does not want to get his leg chewed up like he did the last fight um but and and it took him a while to start countering off that you could see maybe right off the bat he counters with that left hand with the low kicks
1: um we'll see man yeah we'll see definitely looking forward to that one all right uh, let me pull up the screen here. All right. Well, that's that's it for me today. You got anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you got going on? Um, Yeah, you know, uh,
0: next week I'm heading out to Nashville. got Billy Q, baby. Billy Q fight week.
1: Hell yes. Hell yes. Against Damon Jackson. Definitely looking forward to that.
0: Uh, no, I'm so excited for that. Me and Billy Q have been doing this for over 10 years together since amateurs, like, Always being at each other's fight weeks, always, you know, always helping each other every, any way we can, and traveling the world now. Now, now we're going to Nashville. You know, the next city up, the next fight up, Billy Q's up. So we're heading out to Nashville. Gonna have a, a great fight week, um, and and Billy Q's ready to get ready to get back on the win column. Man, he is such a hard ass. He hates <laughs> losing. Like he hates losing at anything. And uh, so I know that he's been training his ass off. And and we're going to see the best Billy Q out there.
1: Fuck yeah. We're definitely looking forward to that. Looking forward to this car tomorrow. And we will see you all for the next show, 2 to Tango 3. So take it easy from the Scoob, from Mystic Matt, the steamroller of Frivola. We will see you then. Two to tango, baby. I appreciate you guys watching and win some money for me
0: over the weekend. And uh, be ready for the next episode because we're coming in hot, baby. Stay flexing on them. Yeah, there you go, Scoob. Let's go.
1: All right